time. Time is running out. Calling all patriots and lovers of our constitutionally protected, God-given, self-evident, innate legal rights in Tennessee and the United States of America. If you are sickened by the liberty-eroding activities of a government that hates you, then it is time to wake up. If you are fed up with the tyrannical leadership on display by all levels of government, now is the time to listen to your reveille call. If you are equally tired of the political class, the new aristocracy, lying to you in their pursuit of power and control, now is the time to take a stand in the arena. Please welcome your host, Larry Linton, U.S. Navy veteran and candidate for Tennessee House of Representatives to the Liberty Leadership and Lies podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of the Liberty, Leadership, and Lies podcast. I have a question for you all. Based upon the big event a couple of weeks ago, I'm sure you all know what I'm referring to, and in addition to many recent pieces of legislation, coupled with useful idiot news reports, are you all not really grasping now the fact that our government hates us? To me, it is quite obvious they are blinded by hatred for political opponents, people that do not do government's bidding. People or politicians that do not behave like many on the right have typically behaved for decades now. It is also quite obvious the disdain and contempt the government really has for the people of this great nation. You can see that in the nearly daily examples of hypocrisy that comes out of our nation's capital and our state's capitals. We'll talk about that some a little bit later in the show. First, though, I hope you have all enjoyed the rebroadcasting, so to speak, of the first hour of the interview I did with Mr. Richard May of the JES Biblical Worldview talk show. I'm still working to get the second hour so I can hang that up as another special episode. Additionally, I shared on my social media a video interview that I participated in with the Common Sense Conservatives on the 10th of August. Another great group of folks there at the Common Sense Conservatives. I routinely interact with Todd McKinley, another East Tennessee veteran, since before I jumped into the arena of politics. He is a retired U.S. Army soldier, but of course I will not hold that against him. Todd is not only a fantastic conservative, but an outstanding veterans advocate. As a matter of fact, he is the East Tennessee Vice Commander of the American Legion. He entered into the arena as a young man and has never left it. So thank you, Todd, and the rest of the guys at the Common Sense Conservatives, Chris and John, for having me on to talk about my campaign and how I am seeking to restore government to its defined and constitutionally very limited role. If the audience finds my podcast interesting and relevant, you should definitely check out the Common Sense Conservatives as well. They are on Facebook as the Common Sense Conservatives. You can find their page through the link I shared earlier this month. Now on to the Tennessee Freedom Summit that was held last Friday and Saturday in Nashville. I popped in and out of virtual attendance of the summit. Well, the popping in and out was mostly not by choice, though. 
the Wi-Fi and cellular signal out here in the middle of nowhere is not very conducive to anything virtually happening. Heck, I'm fortunate that I can upload this podcast for distribution every week while I am on site with these drilling crews. The upload time for just one episode is roughly about 90 minutes. I almost feel like I am on old dial-up internet from back in the 90s. But back to the summit, though. Brandon Lewis and his team at the Tennessee Conservative did record the summit and will be sharing those videos for people that attended virtually. I'm looking forward to viewing all of them, especially the video of my favorite legislator in the General Assembly, Senator Janice Bowling. I will share the information put out at the summit with the audience, as well as the subscribers to the newsletter. Also, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, it has been raining quite frequently down here in the Permian Basin while I'm on this engagement. I texted a friend about that the other day, and they replied it matches with the craziness of everything else that is going on in the world today. When I arrived on location a couple of weeks ago, the landscape here was pretty barren and dry. Now? Well, now we can see some greenery everywhere. It's quite odd, yet refreshing, now that the scenery has changed. Anyway, a quick reminder here of some upcoming campaign events. The first of four scheduled campaign meet and greet events takes place on Tuesday, September 6th, which is shortly after I return home from this last engagement of the fiscal year. It will happen at the Seymour branch of the Sevier County Public Library. That is located at 137 West Macon Lane in Seymour. It's just down the road from my house. It is scheduled to run from 5 p.m. until 7 p.m. The following three events are scheduled to take place at the main branch of the Sevier County Public Library, the King Family Library, which is located at 408 High Street in Sevierville. These three events, on the 17th of September as well as the 8th and 22nd of October, will take place in the Birchfield Room from 2 p.m. until 4 p.m. on those Saturday afternoons. As I previously let the audience know, my lovely wife will be making her delicious homemade cookies for each of these events. If you live here in House District 12, please make a plan to come out and attend at least one of these events. Also, I'm asking you to please share them on social media. I do believe the algorithm on Facebook is not getting the advertisements to the right audience. And that's on purpose, too. More on that in this episode as it falls right into today's topic. I'm working on scheduling a couple more meet and greets in addition to my door-to-door campaigning. For the meet and greet on September 17th, I will have a special guest. Many of you may have already seen the flyer I released yesterday on social media and the webpage, but if not, Constitutional Republican and Independent Candidate for Governor of Tennessee, Mr. John Gentry, will be attending the event with me that day. You can follow him on Facebook to find out more about him or by visiting his website, wethepeoplev50.com. His Facebook page is titled John Gentry, G-E-N-T-R-Y, Candidate for Governor 2022. Few candidates rival this man's passion for our state and our state's constitution. Plus, he too is a veteran. So give him a follow or like his social media page and make plans to come out to meet him and I on the 17th of September as we meet with voters at the King Family Library. 
I also have another special announcement, one that thrills me to no end. On the 8th of September, I will be a guest on IMTV with Dr. Alan Keyes. That is Independent America TV. Yes, I said Dr. Alan Keyes, conservative icon and defender of the faith. One of the men I really look up to in the conservative movement in our country. If you are interested in watching, you can view it on the web at imtv.us on September 8th. I'm scheduled to go on at 2 p.m. Eastern Time that day. You can also watch it at brighteon.com. That is B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N.com. As I said, I will be Dr. Key's guest on his Let's Talk America show. I am beyond excited about this opportunity to sit down one-on-one with this great man. I have had the pleasure of meeting him a few times in the past, but it was always with a group of people. This opportunity to sit down one-on-one with one of the most brilliant minds in America is truly amazing. I am so looking forward to it. I do hope you get the opportunity to watch it live. And of course, I will be sharing links to the show on all of my social media pages once it is hung on the imtv.us website. Ladies and gentlemen, the November 8th general election is fast approaching. I need your help to get this campaign up to and over the finish line. To be able to do that, I am humbly asking that you donate to my campaign at the link provided on my social media pages, as well as the website of libertyleadershipandlies.com. I know that our economy, which has been worsened by the policies of the usurpers in our nation's capital, which too is completely by design, I know that high inflation and the rising cost of goods and services has placed heavy burdens on the finances of the people. But every little bit will help. I'm calling on all citizens that would like to see federal and state governments properly restored to their constitutionally designed roles in the citizens' lives. Continuing with the status quo will get us nowhere. In fact, it will only dig this hole of lost liberties even deeper. The lesser of two evils is still an evil, ladies and gentlemen, and it will not get much better until a loud and clear message is sent to the current members of our General Assembly. No more commies, no more transpublicans, no more benchwarmers should be allowed to serve in government. It is a fact of life in our current political environment that this will take money. And that too is by design. It ensures that independents like myself, without the backing of the two major political parties, or the uniparty, cannot compete. I need to let you all know that advertising and get-out-the-vote efforts require funding because of the apathy that our government has generated in the electorate over many generations now. For those of you that have donated already, I sincerely thank you, and again am asking for your continued support. Limitations for donations to my campaign are $1,600 per individual and $3,200 for a married couple. I routinely close each episode of this podcast by asking the audience to take a stand in the arena with me. Much like President Teddy Roosevelt's Citizenship in a Republic speech detailed more than 100 years ago, donating to my campaign is a way that each of you can take that stand in the arena. So please, 
consider donating today. I got that out of the way and I have to go take a shower now. It makes me feel unclean asking for money and it is something that I am not very comfortable doing. But it is necessary. Now let's get on with today's topic of leadership. Specifically leadership that is blinded by hatred. Do you remember the question I asked at the beginning of the show? Are you all not really grasping now the fact that our government hates us? On the 8th of this month, the federal government, to be more precise, the executive branch of the federal government, executed an unannounced search warrant, essentially a raid, on the former president of the United States residence in Florida. The raid was timed to take place while he was out of state, of course. Now, mind you, this is likely the GOP nominee for president in the 2024 election. An unprecedented act in the history of our republic. This is just the latest in a long line of abuses our government has engaged in against one man. Do you remember when the former president was impeached for asking the head of a foreign country to look into possible corruption? The accusation by the communists and tyrants in the legislative branch was that the President of the United States has issued a quid pro quo in order to get dirt on a potential political rival. Potential because the current usurper-in-chief had not yet announced from his basement that he was running for President at the time of that phone call. Then, do you remember when the transcript of that phone call was released that showed no such thing occurred? The zeal with which the legislative branch exhibited while going after President Trump was ridiculous. Whistleblowers that made things up completely based upon their interpretation of the call. People that had an agenda, not of national security, but of getting rid of an elected official that was not under their control or who wouldn't cower and appease the people who believe they are our rulers and not our representatives. You can see the hatred that seethed from them when their efforts were thwarted. The first bogus impeachment was also fueled with misinformation and disinformation by the useful idiots in media as well. Yet, that wasn't even the first time they attempted to destroy President Trump. The first couple of times are well documented with the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax and the Mueller investigation the executive branch weaponized law enforcement against a political opponent there. Then, of course, the communists and trans-publicans impeached him again after he was no longer in office. This begs the question, why, ladies and gentlemen? More of the people have to start asking why did our government do those things? Heck, why do they do most things today? Frankly, it's because they hate us. Just look at the history of the relationship between the Democrat Party, the Communists, and Donald Trump. He was not hated until he started speaking out against them. Up until that point, they were regularly showing up on his doorstep with their hands out for his money. When he became a person they could not control and a political opponent, well, it was Katie bar the door, so to speak. The usurpers of our liberty and government cannot stand this man that they cannot control. The useful idiots in media and entertainment cannot stand that he stands up to them and does not cower like every other politician they attack in support of their masters in the new aristocracy. 
By proxy, this means that they, the government and their useful idiots, they also hate every person and organization that supports Donald Trump and his America First platform. Stated plainly, the usurpers and their allies, the useful idiots in media and entertainment, well, they hate anyone and anything that believes in American exceptionalism. Which is sort of ironic because it is the God-given freedoms, which are guaranteed protection under our Constitution, that allow these people to ascend to their positions of power and influence. They are who they are and where they are because of American exceptionalism. And they want to tear that structure down out of hatred. Blind hatred because they want to be the source of rights in this nation. If you watch them long enough, they reveal that as well. They always reveal themselves. So, as you see this drama unfold and how our government is attacking one man, and by proxy all of his supporters and supporters of his policies, understand these attacks are out of hatred for what those policies actually stand for. American exceptionalism. The economy is in shambles and getting worse because of the unbridled spending that is causing inflation. Spending that is coming right on the heels of unconstitutional government shutdowns of the economy, no less. In that spending frenzy that is going on, the usurpers are robbing us and many future generations of Americans, robbing us of our sweat equity to the tune of more than $54 billion so far. Billion. Meanwhile, the new aristocracy's hatred of American exceptionalism has fueled their efforts to allow an invasion of unprecedented illegal aliens along our southern border as well. Cheap labor that suppresses wages and millions of more mouths to feed as they are placed on the government dole. Nearly 5 million illegal aliens have flooded our country since the usurper-in-chief was fraudulently installed on office on the 20th of January, 2021. Just 19 short months and nearly 5 million new mouths to feed, resources to allocate to them, straining the social safety nets of many communities and sectors of our struggling economy. Also, legislation that has been passed to expand the size and scope of the federal government to levels unimaginable by the Founding Fathers. 87,000 new IRS agents to dig through the personal finances of every American, not just the wealthiest, but every American. The Tax Collection Agency of the Executive Branch of the federal government will become the largest employer in our nation. All of that is only accomplished by leadership in government that is blinded by hatred for the liberties our Constitution protects. Liberties hated so much that the new aristocracy is bent on eroding and then completely erasing them. Can't you see how a government that is supposed to protect our rights hates us so much they are doing all of this to the people? Weaponizing government against political opponents and weaponizing government against the people. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is very clear our government hates us. They are so blinded by that hatred that it is going to take all of us to stand up against them. Yes, even the people that just wanted to be left alone, 
because I have news for them. The government is coming after them as well. By hook or by crook, which is mostly by crook, our government means to destroy our constitutional republic. Well, I see that I do not have enough time to go into an example of a person blinded by hatred that has been engaging with me on social media in this episode. So, I'll save that for next week's topic on lies. This individual has bought into nearly every lie that the new aristocracy and their useful idiots have peddled that he cannot see things clearly. He can no longer think critically anymore and follows like the good comrade that he is. I'll explain that in more detail in next week's episode. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, this week's wisdom from God's Word comes to us from Psalms 25, 19. Consider mine enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. As conservatives and Christians in the United States of America, right now we have many enemies. New ones keep popping up every day. Each new, especially aggrieved, group that clamors for special treatment at the hands of government automatically sets their eyes on conservatives, constitutionalists, and Christians. Because we recognize, like the men who founded our republic, we recognize that our rights come to us from our Creator. That means that groups that want government to be the source and establisher of all our rights, they will attack us incessantly. They hate us not only for who we are and what we represent, but they hate us because deep down they also hate themselves. Because they know the truth behind not only the political philosophy of conservatism, but also the truth behind the fact that without acknowledging a creator, that they are just mere meat robots that have no purpose in life. When they are trying to fill a void in their lives that can only be filled by a God that loves us more than we can possibly understand, they see the absolute emptiness of their lives and it makes them angry. It causes them to lash out at people that find peace and love in their relationship with our Creator. That is why the never-ending one-upmanship and wokeness is occurring in our culture right now. A special class is created by somebody who is trying to fill a void in their lives to make themselves feel like they are special and unique by the illusion of something they created. They cannot understand that they are already special and unique in their Creator's eyes. God's Word tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. My pastor often tells people that we all have faith. Faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or faith in something else. Those that have faith in something else will always have that void that cannot be filled by any illusion they create and try to live their lives by. This causes immense anger towards conservatives and especially towards Christians. Only faith in God, in Christ Jesus, can fill that void. Once people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that void is filled and people become familiar with a peace beyond understanding. Acknowledging that we are fearfully and wonderfully made is something those people currently without faith causes cruel hatred, hatred by envy, 
People like that who ascend to positions of power and authority in government are blinded by that hatred to the point that they try to erode or erase our God-given rights and replace them with man-created rights. After all, if man, through the power of government, can create rights, it can also limit them or take them away. Our rights come to us from our Creator, and the fewer people that believe in and acknowledge that, the more powerful government becomes. That is why they hate our God-given liberties. Their hatred blinds them to the true purpose and meaning of our Constitution, the document that binds them within very limited powers and is a Christian-inspired form of government. This can only be overcome with a two-pronged approach. The primary by continuing to show all people the freedom we have within Christ Jesus. The freedom and love that gives us purpose in this temporary life and in this temporary place. The other prong of the approach is what I've been discussing since the start of this program. By each of us taking a stand in the arena and becoming active participants in our system of self-governance. This weakens the power and influence of those godless, timid souls that want to control people's lives. Those same timid souls that want everybody to try and fill the void in their lives with anything but our Creator. Mostly they want to fill that void with government, and we cannot allow that to stand. Keeping people in elected office that do not push back on this encroachment of our liberties is not how we do this. We need to seek out and support those servant leaders that will work to restore our foundational principles of limited government and increased individual liberty. Democrats, Transpublicans, and bench warmers do not stand in the arena in defense of those principles. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Reveille, it is time to wake up.